0: Well, good morning. Welcome to City Harvest. My name is Peter, if I've never met you, and just want you to know that I am glad that you're here. We like to say, because we believe it, not just because we like to say it, but we do not believe it's an accident that you find yourself, that any of us find ourselves in the room today. There's a reason. Regardless of how you got here today, how much you wanted or didn't want to be here, There's something that God wants to do in you in a way that he wants to reveal himself to you and I'm excited for that. We uh, we kind of change things up in our services. We kind of pray through, Lord, what do you want to do in this service? So the flow is a little different from week to week. Uh, we also have kids camp going on today. Uh, so for kids who are going into first grade through sixth grade, that's taking place. If you heard shouting at the beginning of the service, they were cheering for the kids as they headed into the chapel, and they're just having... Um, I believe they're having a good time. Uh, Some of us have a shirt on that says Camp Attitude. Uh, Yes. We all graduated, and we all have good attitudes now. So um, thank you for nominating us as the ones with bad attitudes that needed to go to camp. And we came back successful, and so there's many graduates walking around. No, that was the youth. The middle school and high schoolers spent... Um, all last week at a camp called Camp Attitude, uh, where they are there and they get buddied up with um, other kids with different um, abilities, disabilities, and they, some of these are ones that can't verbalize, can't um, communicate in any way, and people are buddied up with them and they just walk around with them, speaking life into them, cheering them up, um, just being their buddy, for around 10 hours a day for a solid week. And uh, they did an amazing job. So if you see someone wearing one of the yellow shirts walking around, just encourage them. They really uh, were stretched. They were out in the sun for, well, never mind. I'm going to stop talking about this because they're going to share about it next week. So uh, we'll be good there. Okay. We're going to. Go back into Nehemiah chapter 8. So if you need a Bible, we're going to be reading through Nehemiah chapter 8. Will you raise your hand if you need one so you can read along? Leave your hand up and the ushers will bring it to you. And leave it up until you get it. That way you get one. We started looking at the beginning of Nehemiah last week, and the quick overview of it is Nehemiah headed back to Jerusalem. Uh, He heard a report that the the temple had been rebuilt, but the walls that kind of defined the city were still in ruins. And what most people saw as broken stones, as burnt stones, as worthless stones, were the stones that they joined together in unison and built those up. It's a picture, I believe, of what God wants to do in our lives. You and I have burnt stones in our life. We have broken stones. We have areas of our life where because of things that took place in our childhood, maybe things that happened uh, that, that we chose to do, or maybe some things that we would have resisted had we had the power, and things took place where we feel like our walls have crumbled down. And these are not walls to keep people at bay, nor are they walls to keep people in. These are the things that define who we are, that make up the daughter, the son of God that you are, that you and I are. And so believing that God is rebuilding those things. Shortly after they rebuilt those walls, uh, they come together, and that's where we're gonna find ourselves in chapter eight. We're gonna read this for a little bit. And uh, kind of go through it. And then we're going to actually go back into a time of praise and singing through some more songs. And then we're going to read a little bit more. And then we're going to take communion. And if, if you're new here, I just want you to know you came the best day you possibly could. Because today, we, we like to take communion every week to remember uh, Jesus' sacrifice for us. And what it represents of his broken body in his shed blood sounds gross sounds morbid we're not trying to be that we're doing what he told us to do is to take the crackers or the the bread and to take the juice or the wine and to do it in remembrance so that just like we just went through in the song we sang and different people that raised their hand and confessed it we remember why do we remember so that we don't forget but today is the day where we do not have the dry, tasteless cracker, ladies and gentlemen. We have the ciabatta bread. So, yeah, this is a good one. Um, So we're excited for that, but I'm sorry, you're gonna have to stay through the whole service. So if you typically get up halfway through, you're missing out on the ciabatta bread. It's gonna be under guard. And uh, so, all right, we're gonna look at three questions. Um, Those are up there. And kind of as we look at this is, do you, you're asking yourself this as we kind of go through this, do you frequently rehearse God's story in and through you? So God is doing something in you. He has, he is, and he's going to continue to do it. Do you frequently, not just periodically, not just every couple of years, do you frequently go back and rehearse the story that God is doing in and through you. Last night, we did a little family barbecue, just Tamar and I and almost all of our kids, one of them had to work and uh, for one of our kids' birthday. And periodically, my kids will grab my phone and they'll start looking through pictures and then they text them. They, they only text themselves the pictures that include them, which I understand, I'm exactly the same way. Um, how many of you don't mind having a photo of you every now and then, okay? especially if you look good, huh? Um, So one of my kids, uh, one of my sons was texting himself all these pictures and as he was doing it, he starts verbally processing and saying, you know what? I actually had a really, really good childhood and starts, because what he's doing is he's going back to the earliest pictures in my phone to current time and he's sending himself all these memories To remember it. And you can get so caught up in your life right now that you forget all these blessings and all these things that took place. So, do you frequently rehearse God's story in and through you? Number two, do you slow down to read the Bible and align yourself with his instructions? Not do you periodically read the Bible. Not do you open it up on a Sunday. Not do you speed read through it so you can check it off of a list. But do you slow down in your day to read, even if it's only a couple verses, it's not about the amount, it's about how much do we allow it to come and transform us? Do we slow down to read it, but not just so that we get information, but so then we can align ourselves with his instructions because that is where the life comes. He has answers for every single one of our situations. There's not a situation that's going on in this room right now or in the world that the answer isn't found in the Bible. We might not always like it because it doesn't always align with the way we would want it to go. But that is why we're aligning with him. Last one, do you make time to celebrate God's goodness in your life? Okay, we're all doing this. You're all gonna raise your hand for one of these. Okay, So just tell yourself, today I'm actually going to raise my hand. Do you find yourself on the pessimist side, typically, or on the optimist side? Is your natural tendency that you see the glass half full or half empty? We're going to start with the half fulls, the optimists. How many of you naturally raise it high, naturally find, in, in, hey, We're all gonna be one of these, okay? You naturally find yourself in situations going that way. How many of you naturally find yourself seeing the glasses half full? Okay? I I see some hands that did not go up. And what I want you to know is by default, you're a half full person. Um, Not person, I don't speak that identity over you. I'm just saying that, that you most likely look at it that way. We all need to do a better job of celebrating God's goodness in our life. All right. Ezra, uh, not Ezra, Nehemiah chapter eight. This is where Ezra reads the law. In October, when the Israelites had settled in their towns, all the people assembled with a unified purpose, unified purpose, at the square just inside the water gate. They asked Ezra, the scribe, to bring out the book of the law, the Pentateuch, the Bible of Moses, which the Lord had given given for Israel to obey. So on October 8th, Ezra, the priest, brought the book of the law before the assembly, which included the men and women and all the children old enough to understand He faced the square just inside the water gate from early morning until noon and read aloud to everyone who could understand. All the people listened closely to the book of the law. Ezra the scribe stood on a high wooden platform. Ladies and gentlemen, our very first stage. That had been made for the occasion. To To his right stood some people. To his left stood some other folks. Ezra stood on the platform in full view of all the people. When they saw him open the book, they all rose to their feet. Then Ezra praised the Lord, the great God, and all the people chanted, Amen, Amen, as they lifted their hands. Then they bowed down and worshiped the Lord with their faces to the ground. The Levites, there they're named. Then instructed the people in the law while everyone remained in their places. They read from the book of the law of God and clearly explained the meaning of what was being read, helping the people understand each passage. So here they've built the wall, they've completed the project. One of the things they want to do is not just throw a party, break some champagne over a part of it, get some nice ribbon and and cut it. But they want to come together. And one of the first things they do is they ask Ezra, who's the priest to come and to begin to read. Now something powerful happens and and you'll see it later on if you continue reading this or if you have been reading Nehemiah uh, last week. Uh, When we read through it, but there's this whole point in there where they continue reading. What it does though, as they read the law, is it reminds them of where they've gone astray. But you and I, that's why it's important for us to remember and why it's important for us to get into the word. Because it reminds us where we need to align ourselves. No matter how good we think we're doing, no matter how strong we think we are in a moment, There is always a little more that God wants to pull you closer to him, to his character, to reflect him, to be set apart. Holy, sanctified are the words that that is used in scripture to be set apart. As in we look different. We don't look like ourselves. We look like who God has called us. And so really thinking through and remembering who is God. What has he called us to? What kind of... Uh, character has he called us to have? How should we be treating one another? How should we deal with situations when they're difficult? When someone attacks us, how should we respond? When things don't go our way, how should we respond? All the things that we, we the resources we have, the giftings we have inside, the way our mind works and our natural giftings to finances, to res- all those things What are they for? Are they for my kingdom or are they for his kingdom? We look at those things and we want to be reminded of who God is. I love this that in this part, everyone gathered. It wasn't just a few people, it wasn't just a couple leaders, it was everyone. It was the men, it was the women, and it was the children. We try to be that as a family type church. We have once a month, we have a Sunday where first graders on up are in in the room. You're always welcome to, to, for kids, for you to stay here, to stay in this room or go to your, where you guys gather. If you choose, it's up to you. We want to come together as a family. They came together as a family and they listened. Do we take time to listen? Not just you take time to listen to me. Do you take time to listen to a podcast? Do we take time to listen to the Holy Spirit? Do we take time to listen to God? Do we slow down to read And allow ourselves to be aligned. So we're going to continue singing here. And as we do. What I ask is that you. My request would be. That you. As you sing through these songs. That you ask God to show you. To remind you of who he is. To remind you of what he's called you to. To remind you of who he says you are. To remind you of his holiness. To remind you that he has you here for a purpose. You're not a mistake and you're not an accident. You're part of his plan. And there are so many things he wants to do in and through you. Will you stand to your feet if you're able? God, we get caught up in seeing what we see in our, what our mind comprehends and what we see in the natural, and it can come and steal, and it can come and discourage. Lord, what Your Word says and who You say You are, Lord, as we've already sung in previous songs, we want to surrender our agenda. We want to surrender our kingdom. God, we want to see things the way You see them. God, that you would break our hearts with what breaks yours. God, help us not to be distracted just by the things that bring us pleasure, but help us to be broken in the way that you are broken, to love in the way that you love. God, help us to never give up in believing in miracles. Help us to never give up in believing in your goodness. In Jesus' name, amen. You can be seated real quick. We're going to keep reading here. Nehemiah chapter 8, verse 9. Sorry, the words are all blurry. Then Nehemiah the governor, Ezra the priest and scribe, and the Levites who were interpreting for the people said to them, Don't mourn or weep on such a day as this, for today is a sacred day before the Lord your God. For the people had all been weeping as they listened to the words of the law. And Nehemiah continued, Go and celebrate with a feast of rich foods and sweet drinks and share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. This is a sacred day before our Lord. Don't be dejected and sad, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. And the Levites, too, quieted the people, telling them, Hush, don't weep. I would have been offended at that, but whatever. <laughs> like, don't hush me. For this is a sacred day. So the people went away to eat and drink at a festival meal, to share gifts of food and to celebrate with great joy because they had heard God's words and understood them. The ushers will come up and begin to prepare the, the tables Here in a minute, we're going to go into, like I had said, we're going to come up to the table of the Lord. We're going to remember what Jesus did. We're going to remember what the bread and what the the juice represents. This is a weird thing that we have where we're broken, but yet we celebrate. Where we're hurting, but yet we celebrate. Because we don't wait to celebrate God's goodness until everything in our life is perfect. We celebrate not because everything for us, the way we see it, the way we want it to be, is going exactly the way we would want it to be. We celebrate because of who he is. We got these God is plywood signs up here. We got them as little banners out on our light posts. And there's people wearing t-shirts most weeks that have different words on it. But we celebrate because God is holy. We celebrate because he is faithful. We celebrate because he is peace. We celebrate because he is our healer. We celebrate because he is love. We celebrate because he is with us. We celebrate because he is truth. We celebrate because he has redeemed each one of us. We celebrate because he's good. We celebrate because he's continuously pouring out his mercy upon us. So here you have these two people, Nehemiah and Ezra. Nehemiah was actually more on the political side of things. He was there to kind of orchestrate. Ezra was there as the priest. Together, God used both of them to come and strengthen the people. I think that's important because many times we can look at our gift bent or look and say, ah, I don't, I don't think I have a role to play. No, you have a role to play. You're not an accident. You have a role to play. God wants to use you to rebuild your, be part of building your own wall and to help others rebuild their walls. God wants to use you to take the word of God and take truth and speak it into people. But they came together and they read it. But as the people were listening to it, they were weeping and they were mourning because they realized how off course they had gotten. They realized where their their ancestors had left what God had asked them to do. And that the destruction they were in was part of that. But what God was calling them to was realignment to rehearse who God is and to never forget it, to read it and realign it, to strengthen the foundation in their their resolve to stay the course, but also to celebrate God's goodness in their life. So we're going to make a transition here. We're going to shift and we're going to celebrate who God is. You might feel like we're driving in a car and I'm learning how to drive a stick shift and I'm jerking you around. I apologize. But here's the thing. There's truth in this is that it's life. And you and I, we got to figure out how in the midst of our intercession, in the midst of our burden, in the midst of our pain, there's still celebration in who God is. For the people had all been weeping as they listen to the words of the law. But it's interesting, he says, for them to go feast with rich foods, this ciabatta is rich. It's full of flavor. With sweet drink, this Welch's grapefruit juice is 95% sugar. (laughs) And share gifts of food with people who have nothing prepared. We need to remember That the reason we have, yes, God doesn't want you to be foolish with your money. He doesn't want you to go in debt and just say, well, Jesus is coming back next week. So spend it, spend it, spend it, go, go, go. On the other hand, what we have is not just for our own good. He has called us to bless others. He's called us to bring those that don't and to bring them in so that they can be part of the celebration as well. Because today is a sacred day before the Lord. It says, don't be dejected and sad for the joy of the Lord is their strength. His joy is our strength. Will you, if you're able, will you stand back to your feet? We're gonna go into this song and um, we're gonna sing through it, uh, sing through some of the verses And then the ushers will come after a little bit and they'll actually release you row by row. I don't want us to be forced into anything that doesn't feel natural, doesn't feel where you're at. But I know each one of us has something going on, at least one thing, if not multiple things going on in our life that are weighing us down, that are heavy. I'm not saying that we pretend that those things aren't there. But that we remember that God is still good in the midst of those things and that he in his character hasn't changed throughout it but that we come and even in the natural we taste and see that God is good and we remember his goodness and we celebrate that and that we go from here being able to hold on to the tension of those two realities the goodness of God In the brokenness of the world. The goodness of God. And some of my failed expectations. The goodness of God. And my broken heart. Father we. You've taken us on quite a journey today. Lord I ask that. You would clarify to each person here why you had them come today. God, if there was something I said, somewhere where I pushed that uh, is actually bringing more pain into someone's life, Lord, I pray that you would come and erase what I did. Lord, that they would experience that you are a good father and that they are no longer a slave to fear, but they are your child. Help us to get better at remembering what you've done for us. And if we're starting a new relationship with you, maybe even today is the first day we're like, Jesus, if you're real, I need you in my life that all of us would go back to the word and see your, how you called the Israelites to become your people. Not because your idea was that they would be your only people, but what you wanted them to do is to reflect you. You wanted them to be set apart. You wanted them to align themselves with you to where they would display who you are to the rest of the world. God, help us to go back and to see where you've been faithful to us where you've been faithful throughout the course of time. Lord, we need you to come and move. I need you to move in my life. I need you to move in my mind. I need you to move in my emotions. I need you to move in my memories. I need you to move in my stress. I need you to move in my anger, in my frustrations, and my reactions. God, I need you to move in my lack of faith. I need you to come and move. God, we need you. We don't need a hype service, we need you. Mm -hmm. We don't just need another message, we need you. So Lord, help us to make time to meet with you. Help us to align ourselves with what you're doing and what you're calling us to. Then God, I ask that you would give us the courage and the boldness to go from this place today as your disciples. That as you instructed your disciples to do different things, and sometimes they'd be like, why in the world are you having me do this? Why are we gonna start passing baskets around of only a couple pieces of fish and a couple pieces of bread as if it's gonna feed all these people? But God, it's not our job to ask how are you going to do this? It's our job to just be obedient, and to step out. So Lord, help us to step out in faith, to believe that you are going to come and do something miraculous in our midst. In Jesus' name I pray, amen. I just want to thank you all for coming today. Uh, as we close, I want to invite up, if, if you're on the prayer team and you're willing to come forward, um, as we go, you, you may be something was stirred up in you or something where you just need someone to pray with you. We want to not lose that opportunity. Um, but thank you so much for being here. Remember to encourage those that you see wearing the yellow shirt, tell them they did a great job. Uh, don't forget your own campers if they happen to be here. Would love to see you next week and uh, go with expectation that God wants to do something very specific in and through you this week. Love you.